0: Hello and welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyon. We're glad you joined us today, and we sincerely hope that you're blessed with today's message. We're glad you're here today. Now, I don't know about you, but um, this world that we live in is very confused. Oftentimes, uh, society calls that which is that which used to be good uh, now. Uh, excuse me, society calls that which is good now evil. It calls that which was holy, now unkind or unloving. We're growing up in a time that we see how it's affected our families or the very foundation of our society. Families are the foundation of our society. Where the family goes, that's where our nation goes, really. If the family's crumbling, the fabric of our society crumbles with it, amen? And and I don't, I'm not telling you anything you don't already know, but... I don't know about you, but in my home, we grew up with a good role model. And I understand if you're here today, you didn't have that loving expression. And a father, I get that. I understand that. I can't relate to it, but there is someone that can. And that's your heavenly father. Amen. Amen. But I'm thankful that I had a loving father that raised all four of his kids to respect one another, to love one another, to treat each other with kindness to work hard to have integrity to show how we are to love our spouses my dad showed us how to do that in his way you know each of our dads had their own special way of doing all that right now if as we look back at our fathers some have gone and passed on but as we've looked back were they perfect no sorry none of them are perfect not me i'm not perfect none of you guys are perfect But here's what they they did. They did the very best they knew how, right? They did the very best. So one of the great scriptures that the Bible gives us is to honor your mother and your father. Honor them. And you know what I love? It doesn't say honor them because they were good to you. It doesn't say honor them because they took you to Disneyland, Raquel. It, It doesn't say honor them because they took you to the Cheesecake Factory, Bianca. So pick on both of them. It says honor your mother and father because, just because, honor your mother and father. They brought you into this life. There was a well-known comedian that used to say, I brought you into this life and I can take you out, right? But, you know, we, we honor our mother and father because hopefully they're raising you up and doing the very best they know how and that you can look back and appreciate that. They may not have been perfect, You may not have had what other kids had in terms of a loving home or kindness. Or maybe that dad that came and patted you on the back and said, I'm proud of you. I love you. You know, you're doing a great job. Maybe your dad wasn't like that. That's okay. That's okay. Our heavenly father fills that void. That's what we learn as believers is that heavenly father becomes our father. You know, the great privilege that we have is he calls you his son and daughter today he calls you a son and daughter because he is your father. And I think until you really get to a point in life where things are becoming disappointing parentally, you, you realize, wow, Lord, you've been there as a father all my life, and I've never really acknowledged that. I've never taken full advantage to know that you're my father. You care for me. He's proud of you. The Bible says "He, he, he, he fearfully and, you're fearfully and wonderfully made in His image, by Him. He loves you so much that, you know how we all post little pictures of our kids and grandkids on the refrigerator? Oh my, you should see God's refrigerator. His stainless steel refrigerator, it's covered with Wayne's photo, with black hair, right? (laughs) Irene's pictures on there, Melody's picture, uh, Andrew's picture, I mean He's got our face up there. Why? Because He loves you. And now, that's, that's just a Funny to think about that, but that's how God's love is for you. He loves you, and he wants you to know that. So this message today isn't, while it's directed towards men, dads in particular, it applies to every one of us. So as you hear me go through these things that I'm going to mention here in the next few minutes, remember that applies to me as a person, as an adult, as a believer. So again, I'm thankful that I was raised in a home with a loving father an example To those that weren't, we have our Heavenly Father that can fill those voids. Will you stand with me? I want to read 1 John chapter 3. And you briefly saw that on that video that we just played. Again, how many people enjoyed that video? You like that? That was a good video. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 1. 1 John chapter 3. 1 John, it's right before 2 John. I know that helps you. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 1. It says the following, see how great a love the Father has bestowed on us, that we would be called children of God, and such we are. For this reason, the world does not know us, because it did not know Him. So Father, let's, we come before you right now, Father. We thank you, Lord. First of all, for your word. Your word is truth. Lord, we can argue it left and right. We can not believe it. But, Lord, your word is truth. And so, Father, when we hear that scripture, when we read that scripture, we recognize, Lord, that you are our father, that you have bestowed upon us a great love. And, Father, forever we will be grateful for that. Lord, we may not have been raised in a home where that love was displayed. But, Lord, we can look to you because you provide that love for us now. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word this morning. We pray your anointing, your blessing, and Father wisdom this morning that we would capture what the words from the scriptures are today, that we would have life, that we would be able to uh, project that life unto others, Lord, in our daily walk, in our ministry, Father. So we praise you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. You may be seated this morning. I've titled this uh, Father's Day Sunday, or really we're going to talk about the attributes of a godly father attributes of a godly father and um, I'm going to go through these pretty quick but I've taken the word father and I'm going to use it as an acronym so the F is going to stand for a, a term the A, the T, H, E, and R and so forth um, here's, here's what I want to start off with though if there's anything in shortage today it's good fathers how many know that? all it takes is a quick trip to walmart to know that right walmart you'll see the lack of good parenting you'll see it out in the parking lot you'll see it out in target the lack of parenting and you'll see it in the display of kids how they behave in our society nowadays kids that were raised with no rules no morals no anything they they do what as they please when they want to how they want to and that always goes back to the home it always starts in the home now, again, I'm not saying just because you raised your, your kids right that they can't ever rebel or can't ever do something uh, wrong. Uh, no, that would be false because I'm a living example of that. I, I rebelled against my dad. I rebelled against my parents. And uh, my brother did as well for a time. And, but you know what? They did an awesome job. Our parents did a great job. And we turned out okay, right? Thanks to the grace of God. Thanks to the grace of God. Amen. Amen. But us men, fathers, we need to do a better job of it. We need to do a much better job in our society. We need to take responsibility and actions and take care of the financial, the spiritual, mental health of our children. You know, yesterday I had uh, my grandson come by a day. He's 17 months old. How many have seen my grandson? He's a precious little boy. And just... You know, when he first comes over, he's hesitant. He's like, okay, Grandpa house. I'm not sure about this. But then within five minutes, he's having a blast. He's, you know, throwing the ball around, playing with little cars. We're going down the slide in the backyard. He's having a great time. And it starts with loving your kids that way. And it starts with demonstrating that. Men, we have to be men of action, don't we? We can't just say, do this, do that. We have to be men of action. We, and I'm going to talk about that in one of the points. But we have to take responsibility. We have to prepare our kids for adulthood. We have to prepare them, teach them. We're teachers. All of us adults are. We're teachers to our children. So as I talk about these attributes, and the very first one, I want you to listen as I talk to them. I want to ask you a question today, especially you men. Do you know the role that God has for you? Are you living out that role today as a dad? And maybe, maybe you're not a dad, but you have influence. You have influence today. Men, you have influence. Well, that's not my child. You still have influence. They look up to you. Kids look up to you. And they look to you maybe for direction. Just because that's your child doesn't mean that they're not looking at you and, and checking you out and seeing how you're living They're looking to you for direction. You're modeling something to some child somewhere. I promise you that. They will see that. So the first one is, number one, the F in father stands for faithful. Good fathers are faithful. Amen? We have to be faithful. Number one, it starts with being faithful to our spouse. It starts with being faithful to our wife as men. That is the best example you can give your daughters. I I have... Three daughters, and the best example I can give is, is to show my daughters how to treat my wife and be faithful to her. When they see that, they see how it's supposed to be done. Amen? Amen? I love what Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 4, and it's on your outline, it says this. It says, fathers, do not exasperate your children. Excuse me, I'm getting way ahead of myself. Hold that thought. I'm going to read that scripture later. Uh, but getting back to faithful, faithful fathers, we have to be faithful. We have to be diligent. Uh, we have to trust God with our whole heart and soul. We have to put our, our energy into this. Faithfulness doesn't just happen. It's an action. It's, it's continued action over and over. It's displayed every day in your lives. God not only will give you faithfulness to you, but he'll you'll see that He'll provide everything that you need in your life. And your children will see that. Amen? Good fathers accept their role as the spiritual head of their household. Men, you are the priest of your household. I'm sorry, it's not the woman. It's not the wife. The Word of God says you are to lead them. You are to lead them. It doesn't mean the woman can't, but it's your job to lead your household. Your job to lead them in spiritual instruction. That's your task as a man, to lead them, to give your children spiritual understanding. Amen? Amen. Good fathers know God's word. They have an active prayer life. They attend church regularly with their families and obey God's word. I mean, those are all the things that I want to be. Those are all the things that I strive to be every day. Those are all the things that faithful leaders did, such as Joseph in the Old Testament, I remember how faithful Joseph was. His life was an example of faithfulness. Also, um, in the New Testament, Joseph, Jesus' earthly father, he was an example of faithfulness. Remember when his, his wife all of a sudden is, is pregnant, an angel announces to him, Hey, uh, buddy, your, your wife is going to become pregnant, and I just, I'm letting you know right now what's going to happen. And he's like never had relations with her and he, they're engaged and now she's pregnant and he has to put his faith and trust in God, which he did. The Bible says he trusted him and put his faith in him. We need to be faithful in such a manner as, as, as Joseph was. Abraham believed God's promise that he and his wife would bear a son and they believed that. And ultimately, Abraham became the father of a great nation. Amen? How faithful are we going to be? Are we going to remain faithful? Are we going to give up because we don't see, ah, it's not worth it. My kid's not as good as the neighbor's kid. What's the point? No, you stick to it. You keep being faithful. Amen? Number two, the A in father stands for action. Where I mentioned I was getting ahead of myself. Good fathers are men of action. You know, one of the things that my dad taught us, and my brother would shake his head on this, if there was anything that had to be done, fixed around the house, or at the rentals he has, he didn't wait till next week, he didn't wait till the following month. It got done that day, or the very next day, as soon as he had the materials to fix it. Right, Reuben? Because we were with him. He said, come on, you're going with me. Right? We we knew. If he got home from work, his full-time job, and sudden the water heater went out. We went with them. We fit, went to go fix it. The well broke. We went with them. It didn't matter what time it was. We went to go fix it that day, not mañana, not tomorrow, as some people would do, but that day. And my dad taught us that very well. Being a man of action, you, sometimes you need to take care of things today. And that became so ingrained in me that I do that, huh, Bianca? Bianca and my kids have seen that I'll do that to a point of, hey, chill, Dad. Do it tomorrow. No, it's just ingrained in me. I have to do it today. And I don't feel good until that task is done, right? So we must be men of action, especially when our families need us. You know, you don't wait around when you see your child that needs a loving word spoken over them or a prayer prayed over them. You don't wait around until they come to you. You go out and do it. That's your job as a man. You you, you pray for them. You lead them, right? And, uh, and again, all the physical tasks around the home, the leaky faucet, the leaky toilet, whatever it is, take care of those things, man, or get somebody over there to take care of it. Amen. Good fathers also instill a good work ethic in their children. They cause them to be... Children of action as well. You, you don't want to just spoil your children so much that they don't know how to do anything. They, they, they need to be able to take care of themselves. Amen. They need to be able to defend themselves in a way I'm talking about not, not fighting, but just to be able to provide for themselves, to be able to protect themselves, to be able to just take care of themselves. Amen. So, so we must teach them by example. Children need to see hardworking fathers You know, i love to continue what my wife said earlier about Robert and Nessie, and we'll just brag about them for a minute. But Robert was telling me, much like what my wife said, he works hard. He works extremely hard to provide for his family. He began to share, and some of you know their story, how they came here. And with little to nothing, and through hard work, through sacrifice, through perseverance, God has blessed them, so now they can bestow blessings upon their children and family. Amen? Amen. And and uh, that's a beautiful thing because what parent here, what adult here, does not want something better for the next generation, for your children, for your grandchildren. We want them to have something much better than we ever experienced. Amen? They're a living example of parenting in that way. So... Props to you, Robert and Nessie. You've done a great job, amazing job. Give them a hand, amen. <laughs> amen. So, again, good fathers are active and engaged parents with their children. Number three, the T in father stands for teacher. God or good fathers are teachers. Good fathers are constantly teaching. You know, my kids almost hate sometimes when we go in, in the car by themselves because everything becomes a teaching lesson. As we're driving on the road, you know, from the guy swerving next to me to the birds in the air, you know, I'll say, you know, that reminds me of, and then I'll teach them something, and then they say, Dad, here we go again. And, but they enjoy it. I, they'll tell me that. we got to be teachers in all our ways. Teach them about life. Teach them about how to take care of themselves. Teach them about, you know, one thing I always tell my daughters is when that man of God that that is meant for you comes into your life, he will treat you like a princess. I echo that in their mind so that they know that they will not take anybody less than that God-ordained man and someone that's going to treat them like a princess. Because if that man cannot treat you with respect, he doesn't deserve you. Amen? Yes. You're a child, a daughter of the king, yes. and somebody that God has specifically picked out for you will come into your life. So I teach them those things. I'm teaching them about how to um, protect themselves, You know, be aware of their surroundings, what every man teaches their, their wife and, and shares with their wife and their children. Be aware of your surroundings. Be careful where you park. Don't go shopping at night. Don't go to Walmart at night. Uh, all those things that we as dads do, Right? And, and so we're constantly in teaching mode. Be careful with that guy right there. I know what he wants. I know what he's thinking. Why do we know that? Because we were at that age one time, right? We're, that's what dads do. That's what we should do. We're teachers. So in order to be a good teacher, to be a good teacher, fathers, we must be credible with our family. They're not going to listen to us. Unless they know that we're credible, that we've done what we're teaching, what, we're, what we're, we've done what we're preaching. Amen. I can't tell them, now you need to go pray if they never see me pray. I can't go tell them, go read your word because you'll learn. God will open up understanding and give you wisdom if they never see me reading the word of God. How many know what I'm talking about this morning? Okay. We need to be credible. <clears throat> Excuse me. We need to know that we have an impact. In our kids life. And in the lives of others. Amen. So we must be credible. And earn our children's trust and love. Amen. This is where Ephesians 6.4 comes into play. Ephesians 6.4 which is on your outline. It says this. Fathers. Specifically to you men. Do not exasperate your children. Instead bring them up in the training. And instruction of the Lord. What that means is. Don't go around just criticizing your kids, saying, you never do this, you never do that, your room's always a mess, this and that, You're take care of this. If that's all you're ever doing, you're missing the mark, man, you're missing the mark. The mark is, show them by action how to do that. Show them, look, come into my room, let me show you how it's done. Show them in, in their room, show them by action. They need to see that love, that same understanding that God, our Father, gives us, amen? God our Father isn't always like this with a... I used to think He was with a sledgehammer over my head, ready to bop me anytime I got out of line. And that's not the God of the Bible. God of the Bible isn't that way. He has called you His son and daughter and loves you. In fact, He doesn't look at you when you do things wrong. He doesn't look at you like, Oh my goodness, you disappoint me again? He's, no, it grieves Him when we do things that are out of His will. It grieves Him. And he'll do everything in his power to make you come to your senses. And that's usually through love, through, through conviction. But he'll never pound down on you with, with hate, with, with things of uh, uh, punishment, like we tend to think in our earthly minds. God isn't that way. He loves you too much to allow that to happen. Amen? Don't criticize your children continually. And I'm not saying there isn't a time for that. There is sometimes a time that we need to be critical. Sometimes part of teaching is correction. Amen? Part of teaching is correction. And sometimes there's a, there's a time for correction. You hear that, kids that are in here? Uh, or older, young people? There is time for correction. And your dad knows that. Your mom knows that. But again, we need to make sure we love them. Amen? Amen. Point number four. The H in father stands for hope. Good fathers offer hope for their families. Hope. There's nothing worse than not having any hope. There's nothing worse than waking up, you know, for those people that have have suffered from depression. Those people that have gone on further and taken their own lives. There's nothing worse than having no hope. Why go on? You know, I don't know about you if you've been in that place and hopefully not. But if, if you have, it can become overwhelming, overpowering in your mind, to not have any hope. It's a terrible place to live, and God does not want you to live like that. And and at home, fathers and men, and we are to offer our children hope. We're to offer them a better hope for tomorrow. Amen. Through our hard work, through perseverance, we're we're teaching our kids, hey, I'm doing all this, sacrificing all this time to give you a better, better life in your lifetime, in your in your uh, future. Amen? Amen? Good fathers are always a source of hope and inspiration for their families. See, dads, you're the pillar of strength for your family. You really are. The, there's the matriarchs, the, the moms that are strong mothers in every culture, every family. But fathers, you're really the, the pillar of strength. You're, you're the one that, that most of the time keeps everything glued together right there. Uh, did you know that fathers, when you first... If, if, he, if you're not a believer and you come to church, if the father comes to church, the family will follow. There's a living example right back there in blue. His name is Garland. And when he came, amen, give him a hand. See, I, I believe if his wife would have come, it wouldn't have lasted very long. But because the father came with his family, the whole family came and followed and many more have followed because of him. But when the Father comes, you're the pillar of strength. You're the leader. They look to you. It's kind of like confirmation. You know, every, every woman wants to have their man in agreement with them. You know, nobody wants to come here by themselves to church. Not really. They want their, 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 their significant other to be with them side by side. And that's a good thing. That's the way God designed it. Amen. We have to be hope. For our families. We have to offer hope for our families. Again, good fathers are not only uh, hopeful and, and inspiring, but they're also optimistic. They're also resilient fathers. We offer hope. We don't say, we don't say die. We, never, we don't say, I give up. We keep on going. We find another way. We find another way. There's My dad's taught us that many times over the years. There's always more, more than one way to skin a cat. He'd, he'd always tell us. When trying to fix something. Because sometimes this approach wouldn't work, so you'd have to go to plan B. And if plan B doesn't work, you got to go to plan C. And you got to figure it out until you get the problem taken care of. We have to be men of hope. Good fathers offer hope to their families. And then five, E. The E in father stands for example. Good fathers are a positive example. Probably these last two points are the key points in being a father, being a an adult, being a man. Good impressions are important, but examples of how you live your life are the, absolutely the most crucial. See, how many know that are, you, you can fool some people some of the time, but you can't fool your kids. You can never fool your kids. You may be able to fool people in church. You may be able to fool your neighbors, even some family members. But you can never fool your kids, especially as they get older and they get wise. They know what's up. They know what's up. Uh, how many know what I'm talking about, right? Kids are smart. They're a lot smarter sometimes than we give them credit for. And so as such, we need to make sure we're positive role models for them. Children will imitate what they see. My little grandson was imitating what I was teaching him. I was throwing him a baseball. He was throwing it back. I was putting it under his shirt. And then he'd get the ball and put it under his shirt. Little simple things like that. Well, it continues as they get older. The things you say. How many things do you say, expressions do you say today that you heard your mother or father say when you were growing up? How many things do you do do in your life that your parents used to do? And now you look in the mirror and go, Oh my goodness, I'm becoming my mom or my dad all over again, right? The older we get, we all say that. But again, we need to be good, good examples. Fathers, we need to show our children, especially our girls, how to treat a woman, how to love the woman. See, you're going to show them what to look for in a man someday. You're going to show your daughter how to treat a woman and that's exactly what your daughter is going to do later as she gets older. I promise you. Amen? We have to be good, positive role models because our children are, are going to imitate our behavior. They're going to follow it. Fathers, we must be good husbands. We must live moral lives. We must treat people with kindness and, we, and with respect. Amen? As the home spiritual leader we also have to take an active part in their spiritual development. Again, re- reemphasizing that as the spiritual leader of our home, men, you have to take the lead. It's not your wife's job. It's your job. You, you can relinquish that role. And, and, and the woman of the house can take that role on and, and do a very good job. I have no doubt. But, but God specifically designed it in his word that that's your role. Your role. Your role to lead the home in spiritual development and spiritual leading. You are to instruct your children. You are to to guide them. Amen? So so fathers, are we doing that today? Amen? Now, the importance of the father's role can't be underestimated. 1 Corinthians 11 and verse 1 says this. Follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. Paul said those words, and you've heard me say those words here. uh, Follow me as I follow Christ. I want to be not only a role model to my family, I want to be a role model to my church. Does that make me perfect? No, far from it. But I'm striving my very best every day to do what I know how and and make an example to my children. Uh, I want them to grow into mature adults and not have any excuse to point to me that say, well, Dad, you never taught me how to pray. Dad, you never taught me how to worship. Dad, you never taught me that I should do this or that. No, I want to be able to present them to God as I did when they were babies. I presented them to God and I thanked them and and I had a blessing upon them. And I said, Lord, these are your children and I'm going to instruct them in the ways of the Lord. And, And that's what we're doing every day. Amen. We're doing that. So follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. Great words from the Apostle Paul. The most important example that a father can make to his children is to love others. Love others. Don't, you know, there's so, there's, in this world we have so much racism, which makes me sick. Uh, we see it everywhere. We hear about it everywhere. Um, and it's just disturbing. It really is in our society where we're at today. And, you know, here again, we have the great privilege of having a multicultural church, which I absolutely love. And and God loves it as well, because this is a slice of heaven. But some of those things that we see outside of these walls in terms of division, hate, bitterness, you know, things that you read about in in social media of of racism, it's very disturbing. Don't let that be you. God forbid that that's one of us. In fact, it should be that you're displaying so much love to everybody, yes. every color, every, every creed even. It doesn't matter who they are, orientation. You are to love them, amen? That is your job, my job, to love them. And, and, and it's God's job to work on everybody, yeah. on every person. None of them are perfect anyways, amen? Yeah. Just like we, we, we all need God's help. All of us do, amen? Yeah. And, and in closing... The last one here, the R in father stands for reliable. Good fathers are reliable. Amen. That's one thing I could really count on my dad is good fathers are reliable. You know, last week I was reminded we had our our church picnic. It was last week, right? Just time is flying by. And we had a great time. And. I saw my brother playing catch with my dad. Did, how many saw that 83-year-old man throwing a ball with my with my brother? And it reminded me because we used to do that growing up. Reminded me when we were kids, I'd be in the backyard, and then because um, I loved to play baseball, and I couldn't wait for my dad to get home. And he'd get home every day about 5:30. He'd pull up in his truck, and then I'd have the glove waiting for him. And I'd throw him the glove. I'd say, come on, let's play catch. And my mom would always say, well, no, your dad's tired. Let him, let him rest. Let him come in. But I would no, I wouldn't take that for an answer. I'd, I'd give him the glove with the ball. And then we'd play catch, even if it was for five minutes. Your, my dad was reliable. He was there for me. He's still there for all of us today. today I, there's nothing I couldn't ask him that I know he would be there for me in a heartbeat. Question for you men today. Are you in that same place with your family, with your children? Are you there? Are you reliable to your family? Can they come up to you and just ask you anything? Say, Dad, do you got a moment? Or do you tell them, no, not now. I'm busy. You know, don't let that be your answer. Because they're going to remember that. And they're going to remember the next time they want to ask you something. Oh, Dad's too busy for me. Dad doesn't have time for me. And, and that's the worst thing for me. That can happen because I know we all get busy in life. There's all moments that, that we don't have time, but we must make time. We must make time. Our children go grow up too fast for us, amen? They grow much too fast. Not only are, are men hardworking and, and bring home the income typically, the, the higher income, not always, but typically they do, and they provide for their family's needs, but they're also helpful in a time of crisis. You know, there's, there's times where crisis, 9-11, you know, things like that, major crisis in our in our world. You want to know, is, is, is mom and dad all right? Are, are my kids all right? You know, if, you're, if you have kids, first thing you want to do is reach out. Are you all right? Where are you at? How many remember that? You reach out. You want to know that everybody's fine. And as a dad, as a man of your home, you take charge and you take ownership of that. But sadly today, Many, many men don't live up to that. They have no idea where their child's at. They have no idea what's going on. They neglect those duties rather than fulfill them. Our morality and spiritual integrity is at an all-time low here in in this world. It's up to us. It's up to the church. It's up to us, you and I, to instill in our children what it is that God designed for them amen to instill the word of god to instill in them integrity our world doesn't have integrity anymore people will steal left and right and not bat an eye not have a problem in their conscience and their heart and that's because they saw mom and dad do that the very same thing you and i have to stand out and be different than that amen children need attentive and reliable fathers to be their role models we have to be there for our kids man We have to be there. And sometimes it means stepping up and being there for another person, another child that doesn't have a father. We we all know kids that don't have a father. Sometimes you have to step up and be that man for them. What a great opportunity to make a positive role model, to make a positive example for that child. Good fathers are consistent in how they meet life's challenges. That is one of the great things that we can display to our children. Be consistent. Don't be this up and down and that your child has no idea how you're going to react, what you're going to say. No, it should be quite the opposite. It should be consistency should be that when a child comes to you they have a pretty good idea of what you're going to say how you're going to respond because they've seen that in your life through consistency amen good fathers are of proven character they're faithful to their calling they're faithful to their wife they're faithful to their family they provide for their needs and they're reliable to their children Last question for you today, as you heard me say that today, men, even women today, is that you today or do you find yourself falling short in some of those areas? Do you find find yourself, Lord, I need help in this area, in that area, because God will give you that help today. God will be your strength. Amen. God can give you everything that you need to fulfill the purpose that he's called you into your life as a parent. I wanna to pray today for the men today. I wanna to pray specifically for the men, and I want to pray a blessing upon you. And and I'd like the men to come up here this morning. And and Justin, Robert, Wayne, Garland, I, I want you and Andrew, come on up here. I want you to stand right up here. Right here, just stand right there. Reuben, yeah. Young man, come on up here. Come on up here if you'd like. You, if you'd like, you can come on up here. And I, and I want to pray a blessing over you because being a man in our society today, being a young man, it's not easy. There's a lot of pressures in this world. There's a lot of things that will tempt you to do things that, that, that you shouldn't be tempted to do. But I want to pray a blessing that God will protect you everywhere you go, especially young men. You guys are exposed to things that we didn't have to be exposed to as young people you have to endure things that we didn't have to endure like social media and and picking bullying on social media stuff like we we didn't have to go through all that stuff but i want to pray a blessing upon all of you here today as men that you will fulfill that purpose and plan that god has for you would you accept that challenge this morning would you accept that this morning let's bow our heads and, and the rest of you in the crowd, if you could just extend your hand and pray for these this morning. Father in heaven, Lord, we come before you and we profess that, Lord, we need you. We can't do life without you. And Lord, as I've heard and, I, and I've mentioned all the attributes of what a good father is, maybe some of these men here didn't have that growing up. Maybe they didn't experience love. Maybe they didn't experience a tap on the shoulder and said, I'm proud of you. I love you. But Lord, you're that father that provides that for us, that missing piece. You're the father that can love us unconditionally, Lord. I want to tell each of you men this morning, God is proud of every single one of you today. God is proud of you. You are his son. You were created in his image. Receive that today. You're created in his image In the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray for your protection over these young men right here. These these young boys right now, I pray, Lord, that you would guide them, protect their minds from the enemy in this world that would want to confuse them and distract them. I pray, put the Holy Spirit in them, that, Lord, that you would guide their every thought, their every word, that they would glorify you in everything that they do. Father, I pray for every man up here that, Lord, every day they would remember what their task is to be the priest of their household, to lead their families, to lead their wife, to model to children, not even their children, but to other children, what a real husband is supposed to look like, what a real father is supposed to look like. I pray, Lord, that you would birth that in them right now. If they're missing one of these attributes, that, Lord, that you would feel that in their heart today, that you would just Birth that in them, in the name of Jesus. And Father, we give you thanks. We give you praise for what you're doing and what you're going to do. In the name of Jesus, we pray this morning. Amen and amen. Amen.